0: Hello, Guru Fateh. Welcome to the Sikh cast. Thank you for joining us. We are back with the Shabbat of the week. Today's Shabbat is titled For If I Break With You, With Whom Would I Join? And with us, joining us is Inikar. Inikar, thank you for being with us. I know you're a little under the weather, but I am sure we'll make it through. But uh, thanks for being with us today.
1: Thank you, Guru Fateh, to you and to your listeners, Manpreet. Um, you know, let's... Um, hope I can do this. It's one of my favorite Shabbats. I'm uh, looking forward to sharing with you this Shabbat is by, uh, by Bhagat Ji, and it's in Sauratraag on, uh, on the Guru Granth Sahib on the Ang 658, on page 658. But before I begin with the transcreation, if we can just Listen to it in the light of this is a love relationship being described. If you look at it in that light and listen to it, maybe you will be able to see it even without me having to uh, unveil so much. So I want to begin. If you were the beautiful mountain, I would become the peacock. If you were the moon... I would become the Chakor. O Master Illusionist, if you won't break with me, I won't break with you. For if I break with you, with whom would I join? How? Reflect. If you were the beautiful lamp, I would become the wick. If you were the pilgrimage, I would become the pilgrim. I have joined to you in eternal love. I have joined with you, broken off with others. I serve you wherever I go. I see no other ruler, O divine. Your songs cut the noose of death. Ravidas sings to attain devotion. I've kept the word chakor uh, in the in the native form. Chakor is a moon bird. Now, this bird is in love with the moon and gazes on it constantly. It symbolizes intense and often unrequited love. So it's, the symbolism of the chakor is really quite powerful in this Shabbat. But this Shabbat really worked on me at... Uh, at multiple levels. Uh, and each level I felt there was something unfolding deep within me. You know the Shabbat is about love. How to love, who to love, why to love. It's not that type of love that is transactional. This is not that love with, I will do this for you and if you do that for me, but a love that is, that flows, which is unconditional. Actually, love is unconditional. If that is not there, if that unconditional love is not there in a relationship, though we may call it love, it's something else. We may address it, oh, I love him, oh, I love her, but she needs to do this, this, and this. That's not love. It's something else could be attraction, but that's not love. Because in love, love just flows, truly unconditional. And I want to begin the Shabbat with the Rahal line, which is that central message. It's so very, very powerful. If you won't break with me, I won't break with you. For if I break with you, with whom would I join? The commitment is right there you won't break. This is the first bond, the bond, the first step. And then there's that reflection. And then there's an admittance that if I really break with you, there is nobody else that I can call my own or join with. I have no one but you. it's an intense realization of that's something larger than myself, or oh, there is a commitment which I have made, or I am making. So this message flows through and through. The rest of the Shabbat, I mean, it's quite simple. There's straightforward similes and metaphors. I really used to describe the relationship between the lover and the beloved. It's interesting that there are two birds that open the Shabbat. If you were the beautiful mountain and everything is blooming and flowing and rich and I'm looking at all this, guess what I would become? I would become the peacock and dance and flutter on this beautiful mountain, filling it with space and beauty and this richness. It's very visual you know the images of a peacock dancing and everything lush is right there it's interesting it's the mountain the mountain is beautiful and there is a saying when beautiful touches whatever beautiful touches is beautiful and that's what it is beautiful has touched and therefore is beautiful and the peacock is beautiful and every, everyone is dancing and in the second one it is if, I, if you were the moon I would become the Chakor now where is the moon if you were the moon the moon is distant it's far there's a quietness in this line if you were the moon I would become the Chakor of course, the moon bird waits. All day she waits for the evening to fall so that she can look at her beloved moon. She is deeply in love with the moon and lives for that, just to be able to see the moon. Now, whether the moon acknowledges her love or not, it's immaterial. She continues to love. And when he hides behind the clouds she cranes her neck and is in agony for she cannot see her moon. moon is distant. moon is quiet. moon is by itself in the night sky. And the moon bird, the Chakur, acknowledges all that honors the qualities of the moon and loves quietly in that spirit without calling attention to herself. So one bird is dancing and the other is yearning to dance. One bird is rejoicing and the other one is pining to rejoice. The next simile is that of a lamp and a wick. Now, this is the nearness of a relationship. There's nothing closer than a lamp, than the wick, because a lamp can only radiate if there is a wick. That's how close that relationship is. And in the next one, which touched me deeply, was, um, if you were the pilgrimage, I would become the pilgrim. When does love become one's pilgrimage? Does this even enter our consciousness? Do we even think about love like that? You know, pilgrimage is, when you go on a pilgrimage, not in today's world, it's quite difficult. Don't know when you're going to get there, how you're going to get there. You just know you've got to go there because there's something which is pulling you there. When I was uh, studying here, and Sony, there were lines in that poetry of that. Sony says, My love has become my pilgrimage. Let me not betray it. And the same thing here says, when the kazi asks her, she says, "My love is all is my pilgrimage. I don't care about your worldly love. I have been married in the court of the five peers. My love is a pilgrimage. These two women, in these epic poems of Punjab, called their love a pilgrimage, something which we need to think about." Bhagavad Gita is saying that here, too. If you were the pilgrimage, I would become the pilgrim. Do we even know how to become a pilgrim? Do we know that love is a pilgrimage? You know, there's a quietness in both the lines. In the first line of where it is the moon, there's a quietness. And in the second one, if you were the pilgrimage, a quietness. There's beautiful, there's radiant, there's light in the first line and the second line there's a distance, there's a quietness. I'm seeing everything that is going on and the question is for me, what should I do? Should I be intoxicated by this beautiful radiant light? Should my love take on the nature of being quiet? And just being with the Beloved. And then he, Bhagavad Gita says, well, you know what? I'm seeing everything that's going around. What should I do? And the answer is, for him very clear, I'm not leaving you. No matter what is happening around, whichever way I go, whether you keep me dancing or you keep me pining, I am not going to leave you. Because in eternal love, I am joined to you. And he's made that declaration. This love which I have for you is eternal. Come what may, I will not leave you. I have broken off with everyone else. And it's now only you. And truly, there can be only one eternal love. We fall in love many times, that one love, which is constant, which is eternal. It may ebb and flow, and sometimes you don't feel that intensity, but it is there. It is that one eternal love. You not have multiple ones. He's reached that stage of being so immersed in love, that he says, I see no one but you everywhere where I see, I see you. This is the stage of love where the lover sees the beloved everywhere. It is even said that the lover takes on the color of the beloved because she or he is so immersed in that love. This is what Bhagat Ravidas is saying, I see you everywhere. In wherever I, whoever I serve, I'm serving you, he sings. He says, oh, "I I'm, I sing about you." This singing is devotional. This singing is not the singing which we call chanting. This is that singing which is deep within. There is that joy of and a love that gushes from within. When the bhagats give names to the divine, when the bhagats talk about the qualities of the divine or what they are experiencing, that is that singing, that singing which flows effortlessly, that singing which is, they don't know where it is coming from. And in that singing there is not that there's that bliss, there is that joy, but even past that, there is just being there. Part of that realization of experiencing that intense love, that devotion, when your love when love actually becomes part of your consciousness. There isn't that separation. And when that separation ends, where is the fear of death? There is none. So the songs that the Bhagat sing, the songs which flow from that place of love, of that devotion, are the songs that make you fear-free, enable you to rise. Are we singing those songs? Do we even know those songs. So this is a stage, you know, of Agatha is talking about uh, himself, I feel, and telling us how to love. We've been told how to love. Love like the moon. Love like, uh, let your love become a pilgrimage. Who to love? Love the one that is eternal. Why should you love? that you can live there free, so you can experience this amazing oneness, so you can experience this love, so you can experience this devotion, so you can experience being part of this universe. That is what he's telling us. He's, he's actually unveiling for us and us for us to think, can we love like that? It sounds so simple. You know, uh, I penned down a couple of lines that if you were to become beautiful and inviting, I would love you. But if you were cold, aloof, and distant, I would still love you. If you were warm, radiant, and welcoming, I would love you. If you were difficult and this path was long, I would still love you. That to me, is the essence of fourth Gita is revealing to me in the Shabbat and
0: yes,
1: you went very quiet,
0: no, I'm just listening to you speak it's uh you know you get in a trance um so but yeah, i mean I totally totally get what you're saying I mean for me, even the Chakor line, I've heard it in many Punjabi songs. So it's uh I knew what I actually... It's one of the few things I knew, but I knew what it was and what it was referencing to. Because I always thought, you know, I asked, I'm like, wow, well, what's Chakor? What's Chan Chakor? What is that, you know, in the song? So um it's pretty cool to see uh this in Gurbani as well as a metaphor for love. You know, when I... When I read the Shabbat and when I listen to you, for me, it's all about, again, you know, of course, loving, loving one another, loving life, but, you know, loving the people that are around you. But then, you know, there's something that you said, too, which for me is, I never thought of it like that, but when you love like this and when you're devoted like this, you're free. You're kind of sovereign yourself, you know, and that's why... Death can't touch you, or you're not afraid anymore, and the fears go away. And that is very—it's a very powerful feeling. So that's what I was—I was also getting, getting those feelings when uh, you were talking about it.
1: Yeah, love I, I do, is the ultimate. Love is the ultimate freedom.
0: It is, but I, I do have a question, and I hope it's a simple question. Um, what was? the thought behind or maybe this is the transliteration of it of saying oh master
1: illusionist so was <laughs> madhve so that's the one which we have uh you know used it for a master illusionist that the illusion is right there but you are the master of the illusion so even the maya, even the illusion is your form. You are the one who is the creator because there is none other. There is no duality. Everything flows from the one. I acknowledge this. So this whole idea that there is somebody else other than the one is negated. That duality isn't there. That somebody else is making me do this. No, the answer is not that. It is rise and experience. Everything is right there, up in the universe, created in the divine form. How you see it, that oneness joined to it.
0: Got, it. got it. Great, great. Thanks for explaining that. Really appreciate your time. I know that you're kind of under the weather. But once again, a beautiful creation makes me look at, you know, all these Shabbos of the week make me look at Gurbani differently. They actually... Uh, break it down to a level that I could understand and connect with, which is great, but yet still keep it, uh, close to the essence of Gurbani. So, uh, really appreciate that. I hope the listeners get the same feeling. I just want everyone to know for these Shabbats of the week, you know, if you're, it's on sikri.org. Uh If you click on the experience tab, you can see all these Shabbats of the week. Uh, we always, with every Shabbat, have um, it's sung uh we have a youtube uh video embedded on the page where it's sung in the rag it's supposed to be sung in uh so you could listen to it uh and while reading the transcreation to get the full impact uh so i hope everyone does that um, any thanks for being with us uh um today once again um any final thoughts before we let you go
1: um not on um, you know, this this entire week actually trying to um didn't really know whether I could do this today or not. So I've been listening to the Shabbat all week and it's just been amazing to listen to it over and over because at every time you listen to it there's something else you um, you unveil or you discover for yourself, and that's that beauty and the joy of listening and hearing. And sometimes you miss out, and sometimes all of a sudden, you know, when it's the right moment, it touches you in a very profound way. So this uh, Shabbat really did touch me in uh, in in many uh, in multiple ways. And I hope your uh, listeners get to experience the uh, the rag that has been sung and, and the way it has been sung. It's been done quite beautifully. So they get to experience that as well.
0: Great, great. Well, um, I'm sure they will. Uh, thank you once again for your time.
1: Thank you. Guru Fateh, until next time, one breath.